Welcome to episode 73 of the Dare to Dream podcast. My name is Vincent Van Patten, and today I am joined by the American electro-pop artist Barrett Crake. Barrett is a testament to what the modern artist can accomplish if they're willing to put in the work. By making use of the internet and remote studios, he's developed a network of collaborators all over the world without the help of a label or manager. Barrett seeks catharsis through self-reflection in his art, and each song is designed to convey that sense of healing to his fans. In order to convey the complete story behind each track, Barrett leans on his background in film to create beautiful videos, often using just an iPhone to transform each song into an expansive multimedia arts project. We met at a park here in Lisbon, and I just saw Barrett doing some yoga with a couple of other guys, and I built up the courage to say hello, and I'm very glad I did. So, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Benny. Nice to meet you. Great to meet you as well. So, we're in a studio here in Lisbon, and obviously there's much more to you than just music, and I can't wait to dive into all of it. And just want to, I mean, just to get started here, what, what has brought you to Lisbon? Well... So I've always dreamed about being European. I have a lot of family uh, from England, and so I've always dreamed about living on this side of the ocean. Obviously, I grew up in America, but I lived in Los Angeles for 14 years, and then kind of started to get the itch to really try that on, to try what would it be like to live in a completely different country. And so my partner, Danny, and I, we found Portugal. We discovered Portugal because a friend of ours from England invited us to stay. At his place here in Lisbon, he got really interested in it because of Brexit. He's like, I got to keep a foothold in Europe. So we visited, we fell in love with it, and here we are three or four years later after that, we were living here half the year. Yeah, it's amazing. It's truly inspiring. Like I just, I've already fallen in love with Lisbon in like a month and a half here, and it's like got such a vibrancy to it, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's very smart on your part just to be getting your foothold in here and I, I'm inspired. Like I could definitely see myself living here and definitely can connect with that yeah. wanting the European lifestyle. And yeah. So how's the, how's the process going so far? How are you enjoying living here? And so being here is the best. We, let's see, we like, just, there's this feeling that we get, that I get when I'm, when I like set foot on Portuguese soil again, it just makes my it makes my shoulders drop. I feel much more calm. The American go 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 attitude that we're sort of ingrained with has it sort of melts away a little bit, you know. <laughs> and so it just feels it feels so much more peaceful here, and the the people are so welcoming and joyful and uh, creative. It's very inspiring, and of course the weather is amazing, and the architecture and the art. So you said you got like a couple properties that you're working on and then you have a down in southern Portugal, like another mm-hmm. like a farm or something. Yeah, so, so it's a long story, but what happened was we we were dipping our toes into living in Portugal and we got a first property for the Golden Visa. Long story short, we learned that that property didn't qualify the way we purchased it, so we bought a, a place in the in the country for the Golden Visa to kind of make up for the cost that you have to have invested to get the Golden Visa. And then we learned that the Golden Visas were taking a really long time to get appointments, so we switched to the D7 Visa. But um, yes, we have, so we're on the D7 track, but we also have uh, 
uh, now three properties. One's an Airbnb, one's in the country that we're going to develop into a, another type of Airbnb situation, mm -hmm. and then the place where we currently live uh, in the center of Lisbon. So cool. Yeah. I mean, I got some. I think next month I'm going to Italy to, to work on like a farm and just kind of be in nature. Like after being in Lisbon for a couple of months, I think it's going to be a really cool just kind of transition to kind of, you know, get my hands dirty and just immersing myself in this beautiful natural environment of, of Europe. And mm -hmm. that sounds, I'd, I'd definitely sign up to, to go live on that farm for a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's part of like, you know, uh, we were, so I lived in Los Angeles and we, we loved the Los Angeles to Palm Springs lifestyle where we would, you know, have go to Palm Springs for the weekends or for a week at a time or something. And, and we wanted to recreate that here in Portugal where our town of Castro Verde, where we have our country house, is two hours away and it's just complete like bliss. Yeah. It's just peaceful and it's surrounded by animals and farmland and wineries and and a windmill. It's really beautiful. Ideal. Yeah. Idyllic. And not, <laughs> and not very touristy, which is what we like. We're literally the only Americans there. No so way. it feels we're, it's very authentic and we feel like we're, you know, it's making us learn Portuguese. <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah. Sweet, man. So let's, I guess, get into the nitty gritty of it. So you're a musician and I didn't really know that until, you know, we met and then I found on Instagram and it was like, oh man, this is big time. <laughs> and just listening to your music, like it's honestly stuff that I truly enjoy. That's like the kind of music I listen to, electronic music and dance music, just like upbeat lyrics and just the tone of it and everything. And want to, I mean, when was the first moment you just kind of dared to dream and like went for this dream of being a musician and got into this kind of music and just tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so it actually is one of those moments that I remember very clearly. Um, I was, I had moved to Los Angeles after graduating from college, uh, University of Texas, and my first job was working at a TV show called The Price is Right. And it was a really great job. I was getting promoted, I was doing really well, and I, uh, but yet I was having like panic attacks. I was feeling anxious. I, you know, I was, it was a really exciting job to talk about and it was really fun. I loved everyone who I worked with. Um, but I was working at a desk and I, I just was feeling just like uptight and not feeling great. So I took a trip to, to Europe by myself. I call it like a, it was a soul searching trip kind of. And I remember I was in Berlin and I was invited by a couple of strangers to go, who I met to go to a, an opera, and it was a Mozart opera, I wish I remember the name of it, but I remember sitting there for three hours not having a clue what was going on, but having this like transcendent experience of just falling in love with singing and, and, and uh, acting, and I had this epiphany in that moment that I have to pursue acting and singing more, like this is what I'm, I'm supposed to do. And I remember like making that decision in that play, in that opera, that like when I get back to Los Angeles, I'm going to start taking acting classes and I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> and a month later I did that. And I, uh, I'd always loved singing, mm -hmm. but I started focusing on acting for about, and I acted for maybe five or six years full time, mm -hmm. getting roles and, and doing uh, like commercials and movies and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I, transition to music because I got a role where I played a fictional Daryl Hall character like from Hall & Oates. Hmm. This is like a comedy about 80s pop music. And, and doing that project made me really fall in love with being in the studio and recording and releasing music. So 
it kind of traces back to that moment where I just had that decision of like, I, I need to be doing something less conventional because I didn't know what I, what I was supposed to do. You know, I, I went to film school. I wanted to work in entertainment, but I didn't really know in what regard. Like, I hadn't really figured it out. And to be honest, I'm still figuring it out because I didn't really know where it would lead me when I decided to quit my job and like not have a conventional paycheck. And that was really scary at the time. And, and now, now, and this is you know, many years later, it is still scary a little bit, but um, I wouldn't, there's an absolutely no way I could go back to doing a conventional thing because there, I wouldn't have time for my music, <laughs> you know? For sure. Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit, just like walking yesterday, but how was it like when you, when you told your family that you wanted to kind of change paths and kind of go for your dreams? Was it? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember. Um, <laughs> I don't think they had anything really negative. They were very, my parents have always been very supportive. My family's always been very supportive of whatever makes us happy as long as it's not making somebody else really unhappy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. they've been very supportive of me. Awesome. Is it like, did you feel, I mean, just like the, so you said like with your first job, with the price is right, you're, you're seeing like, you know, this is kind of what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm making money. I went to film school. This is kind of where my career is supposed to be going. And when you decided to make that decision, like after the opera, was it like a weight that was kind of lifted off your chest? It's like, oh, this is what I should be doing. Or was it like, did you feel a little bit more of just the weight of, you know, expectations of... No, I felt just so elated and excited that I had been, that I found a direction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I had spent, I remember even after, after call, after I graduated, I was living in Los Angeles looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. I remember having like days where I was so depressed because I couldn't find a job and I was like, I need to get a job, I need to get a job, maybe I should go back to school, maybe I should like completely change my mind and do something else. Yeah. And I remember um, that all went away as soon as I got that job. But then of course as time goes on and I had the job, I started realizing that this is not exactly, this is not for me, like doing this conventional thing like, doesn't feel right, doesn't fit my, my style. Mm -hmm. um, and so. Uh, but I didn't know that yet. I was just still trying to figure out what what am I supposed to do. And then and when that epiphany happened, I just remember thinking, "Thank God, something's called to me to go in a certain direction." Um, and I don't really know where that came from, but I'm really grateful for it. <laughs> so, kind of a theme, or I mean, do so you have a song "Make a Move," right? It's like, <laughs> and it's like it's like things aren't gonna, the world isn't gonna, you know give you the opportunity. You kind of have to make a move for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, I mean, that's awesome. And like, I'm kind of grappling myself with like, how much to let yourself just like, kind of be in the moment and observe just how you feel about things and how the world makes you feel or how much you need to like, go out and actively pursue. Cause a lot, you know, my, like my friends and stuff and it's my generation. It's like, even if we want to find that thing that really lights us up, but it's like, where do I even begin finding that thing? And that's, that's almost the hardest question. It's like, mm -hmm. it's out there, but like, how, where do I start searching for it? That's a really good question. <laughs> I know exactly that. I, I, and I didn't, no easy I, I wouldn't have found it actually thinking about it. I wouldn't have found it if I hadn't gotten that job, you know, like it's all like steps, like steps to, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other in terms of making a choice, mm -hmm. doing something, and yeah. then learning if it's right or not, it will lead to something else. I think that song is about not 
sitting idly by and just making a decision one way or another and doing something. Hmm. Um, and it will lead you somewhere else. Because like if, you, if you're not active in your life, if I'm not active in my life, then I feel stuck. If I'm not doing something, I, I'll feel like I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And now actually I have a problem where I feel like I'm doing too much. So I'm trying to scale, scale it back a little bit. But uh, it, I think it's just important to at least make a decision to do something. Mm -hmm. Find something or, you know, find a hobby. Like even just starting with a hobby can get you somewhere new. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think it, it is... I mean, just like getting down to what you enjoyed as a kid. Like, mm -hmm. were you like into music and just like filming stuff as a kid? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was. I was not. Uh, I always loved music. Um, like the first memory I ever have with music was listening to the Beatles' "Let It Be" and just like Ooh. being elated and like I was like probably three years old and I was <laughs> just dreaming of taking this record and singing it with all my friends. It was like this whole. I have a really strong memory of that and. Then on to like Disney was a huge influence on me. I just loved every Disney movie and all the music that came from it. So that led to musicals and like, and I've always loved pop music. Um, but I also really loved video games. I still love video games um, and and movies. All all types of entertainment have always been a huge influence on me, mm. like creatively. And, yeah. What are some of your favorite video games? I grew up with, as like a huge Nintendo nerd, and I'm still a huge Nintendo nerd. And like. Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and pretty much anything Nintendo and a lot of PlayStation stuff. Nice. Yeah. I'm big game. Actually, don't really play anymore, but I was a huge gamer. I know it's <laughs> hard to have. It's hard to have time right now. Yeah. I know, with like adulting. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Know? I don't know. Like, I'm, I still follow it. And I'm like, I want to play that. Yeah. All the time. It looks so cool. I know. What What made you go on that like European soul searching trip? It was those panic attacks. I just felt like gotcha. I needed to get away. I needed a trip by myself. Okay. I, I needed to kind of have some space from my life, some perspective. Yeah. I think it takes like putting yourself in new environments too. Like you don't know, you don't know what you want to do and like what, what might I like doing? Maybe just, it does help to, and there's like a, you know, I feel it myself like, am I running away from something by like going out here and traveling and stuff? But that's just a, a kind of a trope too to kind of pigeonhole you a bit. Like maybe you need to put yourself in those new environments to see how you react to new stimulus. And that is really interesting that you bring that up because some people might think that oh, people who go do their own thing or do go off the beaten path are running away. That's really interesting. I haven't thought of that before. But yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it just kind of gets to like. How much you gotta believe in yourself and like I feel this thing inside of me that I that is calling me to go change my life, but there's always gonna be, you know, self-doubt and friends. I mean, I'm very lucky my friends are very supportive and everything, but like when we do something that seems to stray from the path, there's definitely pressure to family and culture and everything oh, yeah. to to kinda stay with where you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel for my family and it makes me feel a little guilty sometimes when I'm so far away from my family and, mm -hmm. and to be honest I, I it's real it's not necessarily guilt it's like I wish I could be in so many places at once I wish I could be near my family all the time but that wouldn't be fulfilling all the time mm -hmm. so I have to find a balance I think for sure you know obviously I love my family but I can't live right next to them all the time I have to do find my own way mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a balance I think for sure do you see yourself like in Portugal long term or do you think you're going to be kind of moving 
around the world. Most it's really, it's we're really trying to figure it out because uh, one of the reasons we wanted to be in Europe is because it's closer to the, a lot of the rest of the world, a lot of other countries and other other uh, cultures. Mm-hmm. So I see a future where we would be able to bounce around. But what I've learned in the last year of moving from Los Angeles and then moving to Texas and then moving to Portugal, I definitely need a little bit of a hub. Mm-hmm. We want to be digital nomads, but at the same time, I'm learning that I need a home base and I need a little bit of a, a little bit of a routine mm-hmm. because it's not. I haven't been able to focus to make music as easily on the road. I need a studio. I need a place to practice and write, and mm-hmm. I, I can't just do that anywhere. You know. Singing bothers people if you're just doing it in the middle of nowhere, you know? Just out in the streets. Oh, well, I guess, I mean, I'm sure you make some money doing that, but. I'm actually, yeah. That's a good idea. But yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm feeling right now Portugal is, is the home, is the home base, and then going back to the United States for family mm-hmm. and holidays and things like that. Nice. Yeah. So, probably you're just like creative process. Like, you pretty much, do you do it all like on your own? Do you do the singing and like the like all different instruments or what is yeah so my process is I usually come up with ideas in my head I write I write them in I, I say I sing them into my phone into the voice memos and then I bring ideas to songwriting partners and producers that I work with mm-hmm. and we flush them out into fully fledged songs together mm-hmm. I look I love collaborating with other artists mm-hmm. to, to make music it's not as fun on my own um, so I love to just come up with an idea with somebody and, and riff on it together and then make it as good as we can and then let it release it into the world. I think that's kind of like giving a big, giving, giving birth yeah. with a friend with those ideas. It's really fun. Giving birth with a friend. Giving birth with a friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do it first. Maybe do it first. I give birth with many friends. That's right. Why not? What is like, was there ever just... You know the song that you you finished and you're just like man that that just that just worked like that was the coolest thing ever. Yes, and it's the song I'm putting out next actually. Yeah, I, nice. I, it's probably my favorite song I've ever written. Um, that I'm fin- putting the finishing touches on now actually. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Thanks. It's a social commentary. It's kind of uh, twisted and weird, but uh, I think it's fun. Sweet, man. I love yeah. that. Yeah. What? Where do you get? most of your inspiration from? What kind of inspires the music? What inspires you? Just like even not in music. Like what, what just fires you up about life? I don't know. <laughs> I would say I, I'm a little, bit like, a little bit of a nerd, you know? I love Marvel movies and I love blockbusters and I love pop music. I love going to concerts. Um, I'm a big festival goer. I've been to Coachella eight times, nine times and uh, Burning Man several times and Coach, I mean, um, Glastonbury. Like, I love going to festivals, and so being around that energy of, of art mm-hmm. and music and joy just really, really, really fills me up. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I've been to Outside Lands. No, I don't know uh, about it though. It's a good one. San Francisco, shout out to my San Franciscan friends. <laughs> it's, I just love how it's like cold, so it's like everyone's wearing big jackets, and it's just a, always like the biggest artist and such a good time. But just with like music is, it's one of those things that you just can't, like for me personally, it, it makes the world seem right and like mm-hmm. good. And there's this thing that is so 
you just can't even describe like what it is that just like just shakes you up in ways that little else can because mm-hmm. it's like the music like the actual instruments and the sounds like mixed with just like powerful lyrics is just so profound and yeah, and, and it's and it's a lot of pressure that I put on myself when I'm writing songs to make sure it all all those pieces work together. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's funny I, I'll spend you know sometimes six months finishing a song you know through this process or mm-hmm. or even longer sometimes. And then it's so much pressure when I'm putting on myself to finish the song. And then it's nice to have some space a few months down the road after it's come out and I've kind of worked on new things to go back and listen and I'm like, oh, I did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm not, I know what I'm doing a little bit. I'm, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. And, and um, that, that's always a really good feeling because I do want to, I put so much pressure on myself to release stuff that's, or to make things that would have an impact on somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to hear that that does happen. For sure, and I could I could relate to that just like with with writing. It's like when you're thinking too like if you're thinking about what I just said, it's like I have to make this like powerful message with like incredible lyrics and this just like soul moving. If you think about that, it's like it's not gonna happen. Like even when I write a story, it's like if I'm really trying to have that effect, it's just gonna seem uh, contrived. Yeah, and just trying too hard. Exactly, exactly. Right. It's like it comes from a place of like not knowing, just like mm-hmm. God or the source or whatever. Yeah. It comes from somewhere else that you can't even really describe. And I mean, I, I guess that kind of relates to like finding what you're passionate about too. It's like if you're trying, it's like I need to find what lights me up. Like mm-hmm. if you're trying so hard, it's probably going to be more difficult than like truly just enjoying the ride and enjoying the journey of what you're doing and what actually makes you happy. And then to see what happens then right it's what I like about, it's what I like about writing with friends is that uh, I creating with friends is that I, I it's like it like <laughs> you're going back to making giving birth with friends but it's about it's, it's the episode like, it's, <laughs> title <laughs> it's, it is a powerful thing to like to get to get into a writing session and to have these ideas and to really get excited with your friend or with a writing partner and, and put the idea down there and it comes from that like spark of that inspiration and that excitement that we have mm-hmm. or, or sadness or whatever the song ends up being about and that's that's what makes it feel real or not is if that was like a genuine moment or if we're like we're going to try to write a sad song today yeah. you know like it's it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. it comes from a genuine human experience and like what you're mm-hmm. really feeling and if you could channel that it'll resonate with other people for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. What are some, like, what's been just the, the challenges of the journey that, like, I mean, I'm sure there are countless, but, like, what's just some of the biggest just roadblocks over the years that really made you into who you are today? It's a good question. I, I'm, I'm dealing with a couple of challenges right now in that I, I didn't realize this, this idea of moving to Portugal sounded so great on paper, and it <laughs> is really great in a lot of ways, but the idea of... Uh, being in multiple places or trying to live in multiple places has been difficult for me because that's where it made me realize I like to have my uh, have my routine mm-hmm. and so we, we we moved from from Los Angeles to Texas and then Texas to California so and it's been about a year process so far we're still going through it mm-hmm. so the challenge of staying on track with my music career, which is, you know, 
growing mm -hmm. uh, while also uh, moving life and setting up houses in different places. And, and I'm also uh, on top of making music, I'm also in real estate, which is allowing me to pursue music. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that is a, also a huge, huge Herculean task to set up a rental, um, but if done properly, it could mean that I can work on my music. Mm -hmm. um, so, ooh, that's that has been really hard because you're doing. It has felt like I am doing something more conventional in a way mm -hmm. to allow me to do my music right. actually. So I am I am actually doing both at the same time. And mm -hmm. that um, right now I'm. I'm more focused on finishing this house project in Texas than I am on my music, and that has been really hard for me because I want, I wish I could just work on music 24/7. Mm -hmm. But right now, I, I'm, I'm telling myself that I'm in a phase of working on this house project that will allow me to get back to my music. Right. Um, so, but it has not been easy uh, emotionally with that because I, I, I struggle with it, and I, I almost like my bratty 10 year old self's like, I want to just do what I want to do. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself as an adult, you can do it, get through this, and then you'll be able to continue with what uh, you want to do. For sure. So that's been a struggle. Is, how'd you get into real estate? My partner Danny actually is the one who has always been really into real estate. And um, he, he's actually, he was a, a music executive for 30 years, but then he also did real estate on the side. Mm. And, uh, you know, he kind of coached me a little bit into uh, investing in some property in Texas, in Austin, which is where we moved. So we essentially moved to this house mm -hmm. that, we, that I bought, and I've been renovating it for the last year to then rent out while we're not, while we're not living there. So the idea is to spend most of the year here in Portugal, and then maybe three to five months there in Texas and go back and forth where my family is. And um, so the idea is that, that having that property will help subsidize our life here. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it, it was, it, it's, it was kind of, I was kind of thrown into the deep end because yeah. I, he made it look so easy. When he does it, yeah. he makes it look really easy when he's been doing it a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And so here I am doing it sort of from scratch and learning the ropes and it's been, uh, a high steep learning curve, but um, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, if you could do it and have the rental properties, and it's. I mean, I want to do it as well. It's sounds hard. Like it sounds a lot. Like everyone wants to do it. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 oh, all you have to do is do this. Yeah. And this. All you have to do is yeah. house, house, and then oh, gosh, yeah. It's uh, such a headache. It's been yeah. It's been uh, hard for me, but I'm trying to think positively and keep you know the positive mindset that you know it's it's you know I'm not I'm, it's not the end of the world it's like I can I can do this I can get through it and uh, yeah uh, uh, it's all gonna be good in the end I think for sure It'll be worth it for sure what do you see so what you know with your music career where do you where do you envision it going what do you hope to happen yeah so I really want to continue collaborating with other people mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting it out there that next year I'm going to play music festivals, more music festivals, because last year I played my very first one uh, in Las Vegas called Life is Beautiful. Yeah. I played that one, and that was uh, an amazing experience. And this year, we're continuing to move and, and do a lot of things, so I haven't been able to focus on, on practicing, but I'm putting next year that I'm going to uh, 
hopefully find a tour manager and play play around a lot more um, in festivals and things. And then, so right now I'm also in a, uh, a label deal and I have six more songs to release with this label this year or next year, however long that takes. Mm -hmm. And after that, people have been emailing me left and right about this whole NFT music, this whole explosion of NFT music stuff. Interesting. Which I don't even quite understand yet, but <laughs> it's a way a lot of artists are making money by, uh, with their music by essentially selling NFT shares to their royalties of their songs. So um, I'm gonna experiment with those because I'm getting a lot of offers from people to try that. But I can't right now because I'm under contract with this label, hmm. but I can see that as being something to try in the future. Interesting. Yeah, I still been over my head with the NFT stuff. It is, I, I did not get it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I can't even really talk about it. <laughs> I know, I was even hesitant to bring it up. I'm like, um, basically selling a piece of digital something to yeah. a song, I don't know digital property of the song. But these are things that I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's something that I kind of grapple with as well. Like, mm -hmm. do you, I mean, you got to know kind of where the market's going and like just the way that things are moving, but like, mm -hmm. it's overwhelming for sure. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't know what it even means and like how much to focus on it. And mm -hmm. it's like where to allocate your time and energy. Mm -hmm. when, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, but. Yeah, and TikTok. Yeah, know, yeah, TikTok's a thing, course, and it's yeah. not going anywhere, and it's, it's helping with a lot of people with their music careers, and I can't turn blind eye to that. Uh, so it's it's a, being an independent musician in twenty twenty two is actually a really amazing opportunity, but it's a lot of work, mm -hmm. but it's amazing, and that, that's why I've been so like ah, oh, so much I can do, so many I'm pulled in so many different directions in my head, and I and I don't know which one to take, you know, mm -hmm. like do I go this way? That way, for sure. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, I want to try my hand at all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is something that, like, so there's all these different kind of things vying for our attention in this new digital age? Like, you, anyone can be, you know, their own CEO, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but what's something that, like, you know, be it some inspiration, some wisdom, something that parents told you, just something that you could always return to that's like kind of grounds you in a way? <laughs> Getting some. Some deep waters here. Oh my gosh. So what's something that like grounds me? Yeah. Ground it? Exactly. What do you return to when all else is kind of just spinning out of control a bit? Meditation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, transcendental meditation. I, I've been practicing that for maybe 13 years or, or so. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've, I, when I first moved to LA, that was some of the first things that somebody introduced me to. and. I practice once or twice every day, 20 minutes of meditation, and that really helps me stay calm and, and return to my breath and return to my, it, it just, it feels like a defragmentation of all things that are going on in my head. It kind of mm -hmm. levels them out and clears it up a little bit. Gotcha. So that's my, that's my big thing. What is transcendental? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's called transcendental meditation, uh, TM, a lot of people call it TM. And it's a practice in which you are given a mantra by your teacher, and it's a, it's a, a mantra that you only say to yourself, and you essentially repeat that mantra to yourself uh, with your eyes closed for 20 minutes. Hmm. And it's remarkable what it does. It, it brings essentially your mind to one thing, and then everything else falls away, and then 
your mind will wander, of course, but then you return to that, and it, it's just amazing what it does for your body and your mind, and it feels amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard just like with, with meditation, we're kind of expected to believe it's like you have to just, you're not, your mind's not going to wander, and that's obviously. Oh, yeah, no, that's the thing. I love that TM, it's, it's very, we're told very early that your mind's going to wander. Yeah. But just return to the mantra, no big deal, you know? And so it's, it, there's no, um, it doesn't, it's not strict at all. Uh, and so I, I've always loved that about it. It was just the first I was introduced to. There are so many kinds of meditation that I've, I haven't completely uh, dove into yet, but mm -hmm. I, I intend to. One of my dreams has always been to try one of those uh, Vipassana, the 10 day silent meditation retreats. Mm. You heard about these? Yeah, yeah. Always wanted to do that. That yeah, sounds really hard. Yeah. But I think it would be really, really good for my brain. For sure. <laughs> I mean, can't even imagine. So, like, yeah, the other, so I do this podcast with one of my best friends. He's in San Diego, and we both, I told you the story about it. We left our jobs and kind of embarked on this journey. And he's just very, he's very into self growth and personal development and he's a life coach actually and just very meditation and are you interested like do you do like the breath work and the cold plunges that kind of I have experience with cold plunges yes I do love uh, when I go to spas or when I did before COVID I, I hope they come back I would love doing the like ice baths and yeah. then going back to hot and going back and forth I love that it's so good yeah and I always often take uh, I, I'll take cold showers or I finish with a cold rinse a lot of times it's very invigorating oh yeah um, I haven't done a lot enough breath work and I know I need to because it sounds really powerful. Um, just only in yoga classes, that when they when the teacher instructs us to do certain types of breath work, I'll do it, but mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't uh, done just breath work yet. Yeah, it's, I mean, I did it once. I'm, I'm not, I'm a novice in all mm -hmm. that as well, um, but did it once with him, Greg, and tears were coming out. It's just like, it's like unearthing some something deep inside of you that just like wants to come out just mm -hmm. through the breath just constant in and out and it yeah it's super powerful yeah speaking of so covid how is that for you did you what do you learn about yourself any revelations or nothing at all just yeah. lots of video games uh, you know i did play i did play some great i had some great times with video games during covid <laughs> but i also found it was the most creative uh and peaceful time in a way for me in that i there was no FOMO, there were no concerts to miss, there was nothing, you know, we were, we were cocooned in our bubble, and um, as horrible as it was for so many people, I feel guilty in saying that it was just really peaceful to just stay at home, you know, we were really lucky to have a backyard in Los Angeles so that we could do, some, we could do workouts outside, we could have friends over, um, we would watch movies outside with friends, you know, socially distanced, and uh, I was able to every day focus on my music. I wrote tons of songs that year and collaborated with lots of people from all over the world via Skype, or sorry, Zoom, whatever. Uh, so it was, it, I actually, in a weird way, kind of missed that in a way, but I obviously don't miss all of the, because uh, now, now thinking back as to how things have gone, I actually, at the end of 2020, I started having like a bit of a meltdown because I was doing too much. I was working too much on my work mm -hmm. and there needs to be, 
that balance. And I, and I, I was feeling almost a little bit too obsessive about my work. Mm-hmm. And I needed to balance that out with seeing friends and family and mm-hmm. going to concerts or going to movies or doing things like that. So I, I learned that I need to have a balance between work and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also that I need, I also learned that I need to have a little bit of a, a, a central home hub to feel safe and to feel like I have a place to create. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I made that happen during COVID and I didn't quite have that before. So I learned a lot like that, things like that. How do you know like when, before you burn out, if you're going to, like how do you, how do you know when to balance? <laughs> I'm really still working on that yeah. because I, 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 I feel a little bit burned out right now in terms of like working on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to, I have to finish it. I just don't have a choice. Um, and, and when it comes to music, I think I know, I start to know whenever I, I, I'm looking at Instagram and I have to reply to messages and comments and, and that when it feels like a chore, that's when I'm feeling burned out. But when I'm really loving it and I, and I love responding to people and, and connecting, that's when I know that I'm on, I'm, I'm on like a good flow. Mm-hmm. So, I think it has to do with promotion because a lot of being a musician is promoting yourself mm-hmm. and that can feel really draining because it can sometimes feel inauthentic and I don't ever want to be inauthentic and I don't want to have to, you know, you know, I hear all these people coaching coaches saying, Oh, respond to every message, say hi to every person, do everything. And, and, I, and that's just, that becomes just really overwhelming to me. Um, and then I get hard on myself and then I got, I'm not productive at all. <laughs> I feel the same way. It's yeah. like the just the pressure to mm-hmm. keep up. And, and, I, and I do want to know like what make you know. I do. I go through therapy as well. I have a therapist that I talk to, and one of the things that I'm I'm talking with lately has been why why do we have this drive to be successful in what we have? You know, and I don't. I might ask you that. Like, what is what is the drive that keeps you going? Like to be something or to make something or you know like yeah. Man, I, I was, I've been writing about like the last like three days, just like trying to figure out like, like okay, like just because, you know, being here, I'm just trying to balance like how much can I just enjoy like traveling and being in this new place and like just taking in my surroundings without like feel because I definitely put pressure on myself to like I have to write about this, I have to turn this whole experience into a book and like I'm, so I'm just like taking so many notes and like every day trying to write like a new story and I'm just like pretty overwhelmed myself and like I'm so this definitely hits home because I get the comments and I'm like, I just don't feel like responding to comments. Like the few that I get on like Medium, which is like the, social, the blogging platform. Mm-hmm. So I just don't really feel like commenting like back on every comment. And I'm like, so like, what does this mean? Am I, and I don't have an answer. I'm like, I'm working through it, but like, what is it that makes me feel the need to like, I have to keep up and become this, this type of person and where does it come from versus like, can I just truly learn about myself and what I enjoy and about the world just from like sitting back a little bit more, kind of taking in this experience. And when I really feel inspired to tell a story about it, then maybe that's the time. Or do I need to, you know, like the coach is saying, everything, keep up and because everything I read is like, you have to have the writing practice and every day, like no matter how you're feeling, you just have to keep going and working the muscle. And, that's it. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I feel that I hear so many of the same things as to what goes on in my head. And, yeah. I, and I have, 
This is, this is like the other side of, of daring to dream, right? It's, it's okay, we're going to be our own boss, and we're going to do our own thing, and, but there is uh, pressure that, that that's gonna, we're going to inevitably put on ourselves for that, whereas people who are, I kind of envy, envy sometimes people who are just comfortable going to their 9-to-5 job, going home and doing the same thing every day, like that would, that would be so peaceful in a way, but mm-hmm. obviously not for us. Right. But it would be in a way, it's like, oh, they don't, they don't, I don't want to be put down about anything. It's just, it just sounds almost nice in a way to be just content doing the same thing. And maybe that's, yeah, what, what it comes down to, it's like, what makes you content? And why do we feel right. not discontent when we're not doing something? And like progressing and it, I mean, it definitely is social, um, just comparing ourselves and like we have to, and I mean, it comes from an inner drive as well, of course, but like it's, yeah, it's, I don't think there's an answer, but. <laughs> well, that's one of the things that, uh, bringing it back around to Portugal, is that Portugal, um, the, 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 it's not a very American sensibility, it's just much more peaceful and there's not, it's not as like, oh, I've got to like one up everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more collective. Everyone's more supportive of, of one another and yeah. not like I'm going to step on your face to get to where I need to go. For sure. Um, and that's, that's kind of why I think I've been attracted to it is to, to take a little bit of that on mm-hmm. um, in my life. For sure. I think something I love about Europe, it's like there's just, you're surrounded by so much beauty and just history and just mm-hmm. people who seem to be enjoying life. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have to work so hard to get to this point and then I can start enjoying it. It's like life is just beautiful around me and I could just simply be here and enjoy it. And I mean, definitely Portugal is amazing that way, but maybe you could find that anywhere. It's the, it's the, uh, it's a saying that I heard that uh, Americans live to work. What well, the Portuguese work to live? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah. 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 It makes sense for mm-hmm. sure. Like the wages, much lower, like I think minimum wage is like five euros here, mm-hmm. but I mean, a lot of people are very happy for, and much happier than America, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I'm learning that by myself. It's like, what do I really need to be happy? Like if I never got to the next step, would just this pursuit of just, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. enjoy life, uh-huh. is that enough? Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's something to grapple with, but it's inspiring too. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll wrap up here, my man. This has been great, but something we like to ask, well, it's just me this time, but what does success mean to you? <laughs> success to me means feeling like you, you kind of just said it yourself. I would say that success means feeling content in the work and, and, then, and the work that you're doing and then and, and the life you've built and that you're, you're building is, is every moment feeling at peace with your decisions, um, be it, uh, I, I, I like to say that there are no mistakes and that everything you do brings you to the next moment. And I would say success is being at peace with those decisions uh, so that you're not living, so that I'm not living in turmoil in my head, but that I'm making any wrong decisions. I, that would be success to me. Beautiful. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you yeah. for coming on the show. It's been awesome. Yes, we got many more yoga sessions to come. Yes. Well, because I'm only here for the rest of the month. But, anyways, thank lots, you, everyone. Lots and lots of workouts to come. Lots yes. of workouts. Mm-hmm. And excited for your next song. So, we will, 
you know, put all your Instagram and your music in the show notes and everything. And where can people go to find you just to learn more about what you're doing and who you are? Yeah, I'm on all platforms, Barrett Crake, B-A-R-R-E-T-T-C-R-A-K-E. Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Beautiful. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Much love, everybody.